Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they could actually climb up there. You got to kiss me! No, don't do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling. With the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Extra 106.3, Atlantis Sports and Talk. Good evening, wrestling fans. I blame that on Chris Cole. He got me distracted in here. Uh, before the show, we were talking a little bit about wrestling figures. I apologize. So I'm blaming him for that. We started the show early. We couldn't wait. We didn't realize our mics weren't live. John didn't turn on our mics, so we just kind of went with it. But we are here. The finishing move is Welcome here. Welcome to in the amateur full hour of force. Extra 106.3, where Chris Colwell, it's his first day in radio every week. <laughs> I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie. Next to my left is uh, Chris Colwell, Dude, and an to my right, medium. They don't. They don't know what direction they are. Well, that's why I'm telling them. Like to my I, left and to my di- right, diagonally across. Uh, no matter where I am or what medium I'm on, my left will always be my left. In my right well, will always be my right. Munson, as the dogs <laughs> go from left to right. Well, I've been called worse. That's actually a compliment. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. to my right is uh, John Ratcliffe. You can follow me on social media at RoadDog680. Guys, where can they find you? At Bearded Colwell. And John Rad 450 I know that one. I can keep up that with that one. Stays one. Well, so that one stays the same. Well, so is Bearded Colwell for uh, the last over 200 days. Longer than Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman's title reigns. Well, since you brought it up, it got me on the topic. It wasn't even on my show sheet because I was not going to complain but since you're getting me fired up about this, I'm going to tell you what. So I'm last sorry, Wednesday, everybody. right, You get, we are getting all this promotion. This Monday, this Monday, AEW wrestling figures at Walmart. You're at Walmart. Go out this Monday, this Monday. Well, guess what I Why did? Why do you keep echoing yourself? Guess what, what I Because I'm just doing what they did. Guess what I did on Monday? I went to Walmart. And I said, well, I'm going to get me some of these wrestling figures. Uh, well, the first Walmart there in Dawsonville, uh, they didn't have them. And I'm and I mean they weren't just sold out. They just didn't have them. They didn't even have a spot in the aisle for them, like you know, like a tag, or they're hanging them with the price or anything. So I said, all right, well, Dawsonville's slow. Maybe they're just a little behind the curve. Oh. They still believe it's real there, right? It is hard. <laughs> so I went down to Browns Bridge, uh, and they're incoming. I went to that Walmart. They at least had the tag in the spot to put them when they come in stock. Uh, so struck out no, stri- strike number two. So I went a little further into coming. I uh, went to the one uh, in the main area of coming. Um, nothing <laughs> again. Uh, I will say at the the two coming locations, they did have at least the AEW uh, World Title belt. That I know you two guys were talking about on Twitter um, uh, earlier this week, and they also had the AEW ring, but no belt. And let me mm. ask, let me tell you, if you haven't experienced trying to get information out of somebody at Walmart <laughs> who works there. If yeah. you can find them, and then they yeah. admit to, uh, at least in my area, if they admit to speaking English, once you get them, give them questions, it, you're, it's like you're asking them uh, AP, geom- or a, I don't know, AP calculus. It's like, hey, can you scan this with your scanner and see if you have any in stock or if it just hasn't come in? What? Well, if it's not up there, we're just sold out. So I'm going to tell you, I have been to seven different Walmart. No, six. What did I say? Six. Six. Six different Walmarts now 
uh, and have not found a single AEW wrestling mm-hmm. figure, not have been able to get a single uh, true answer, I guess, from these Walmart employees. Uh, and I have been to the ones in my area multiple times. So I have made probably double-digit trips to Walmart trying to find these stupid You're dolls. serious about this. I do like them. I will. I will. I told John this a little bit earlier that when I was in for a roundtable. Uh, at least the trips haven't been for nothing. I have been able to complete Series 3 of the Masters of the Universe WWE figures. So yes. I got those four. Uh, I picked up a Ravishing Rick Rude and um, a Ronda Rousey for my daughter. So I guess it hasn't been uh, – the, the trips have not, not bared any fruit. Uh, but man, I don't know what's going on with these AEW figures. Have y'all? Do y'all know anything? Do you have any insight for me? I've tried. Like you said seven earlier. I count for the seventh one because I did check the one uh, near where I work up in Kennesaw, and I saw no sign of any AEW and barely a sign of WWE. So apparently, they don't like wrestling in Kennesaw. Maybe we can change that if they listen to the finishing move. That might help. But yeah, I didn't have any luck. Evidently, even if you go to their website, it does. It goes to Walmart's website. It doesn't pop up. Oh yeah. Oh I tried no, I've tried that. I've tried that too. So if you want to count Walmart.com as a store, <laughs> we can put eight out there. But yeah, because if you type in AEW figures, nothing pops up. Uh, if you type in AEW, you get the belt in the ring. Um, and then when you're at the store, if you scan, if you find one that at least has it like in the aisle, the tag, you can scan the tag uh, on the Walmart app. And it will tell you uh, not available at this store. <laughs> well, uh, acor- according to what is this? Four one one mania, AEW action figures launched slightly delayed due to logistics, and AEW has issued a statement. This comes from Jeremy, who uh, Jeremy, he is a collector. He's a toy collector, so he's an expert toy collector with a blue check mark <laughs> that says that Walmart is resetting the entire toy category. This week into next, AEW products should arrive at the store by a store-by-store basis late next Monday evening. And this is due to COVID-19 is what he's saying here. Is this just something everybody, is everything just going to get blamed on COVID when something goes well, wrong? The TNT title isn't complete. I don't know <laughs> if we ever talked about that. They actually have the, had the full version of that title that still hasn't got here because of parts and stuff for COVID-19. So it ain't the first time they've had problems with Even that. AEW has issued a statement, according to their Twitter, with a blue check mark, and I quote, We've been counting the days for our new AEW unri- unrivaled action figures to arrive at Walmart. While we're disappointed about the delay, today we understand that the daunting logistics during these times and appreciate the efforts of the frontline retail team. Now, this was on August 3rd. so That I guess, was Monday. Yeah, I guess that's the next Monday. Uh, well, that's good to know. I guess I will start making the rounds of the Walmarts again next Monday uh, and hopefully uh, get some luck. Anyways, that's my saga as, as uh, the world turns, I guess, with wrestling figures uh, for – for myself to play with, myself. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, now <laughs> to the show sheet. <laughs> so, look, there's a lot. When I do the show sheet, as opposed to sometimes when John does the show sheet, he does more heavy, you know, what happened on the shows this week, I I, I tend to think, and I kind of do more rumor and innuendo. But there was just some stuff this rumor week. Rumor and what? I can't say the word innuendo. I didn't think we did that here. You just got it that time. Yeah. Well, I had to slow down and, you know. Um, So, but there was just some stuff this week 
uh, or the last seven days, I'll say, that really— You know, because that's different from a week. I couldn't—I can't help but want to talk about. Uh, and, and I think everybody who is a wrestling fan and at least watched Raw on Monday, uh, I think the first thing everybody wants to talk about is uh, Raw Underground. I uh, thought we weren't supposed to talk about that. That's the first rule, isn't it? That's the first rule of Raw Underground. Don't talk about it. Well, trust me, I don't think people want to talk about it. Uh, I don't think people are going to be talking about it for very long uh, because I don't think it's going to be around for very much longer, as, at least as panned as it got uh, by fans and wrestlers alike on social media after it debuted this Monday. But I'll give you guys a chance to kind of share your views. I did this morning uh, with Home Team in Hamilton when I joined them. Uh, for the Walking the Isle segment. So I've kind of expressed it, and I will again uh, for those who for some reason didn't tune in this morning. But, guys, John, what did you think of Raw Underground? That is the most absurd thing that I have ever seen. Now, I like if you're going to take it to a point where I hate to say you're almost going to try and form a spinoff brand or or an offshoot of something else where you can let – Bobby Lashley go back to his MMA UFC fighting days where you can allow, you know, guys to do different styles and that guy that might not be quite as polished can even just go ahead and have a botch. But for what I saw, first of all, the the lighting and the camera angle of it, everything about it just looked it looked like some dramatic story that was trying to be to be done. It, it looked like they were missing everything just shy of a guy sitting in the corner smoking cigarettes, gambling on the matches. And I just I hope that there's a payoff there that consists of us seeing superstars that we can see in a little bit of a different light, where we've now gotten to see Sheamus as he had the bar stu- as the, he had the barroom brawl with uh Jeff Hardy. Maybe he shows up for some odd reason wearing, you know, his suspenders and, and white tee and, and we see people who are there that they're not traditionally in wrestling tights. It's more of shorts. It's more jeans. It's literally more of a fight club. But for what it is right now, at this point in time, I'd almost say at WWE just needs to go back to the Attitude Era, the Rated R Era, whatever era other than this era that you want to go back to. Here's the thing for me. I didn't like it, but I also didn't necessarily fully hate it. And the reason why I didn't hate it is because I looked at it as – I don't know that it's a brand shoot-off, John, but I think it might be a chance for them. You know, we've, we've often talked about how long three hours of Monday Night Raw is. Well, what's one thing that they could do to maybe make the three hours at least move differently because it would be presented differently? You present, Write better stories? Right. Well, no, but create basically a, a completely different view of the final hour of the show, which is more or less what they tried to do on Monday. I'm not saying that this is the way to go because – I mean, I can see where there might be some a small chance of potential, but I don't see it lasting long personally. But it was at least an attempt to do something different in that last hour that stood out. The one thing, though, that did kind of raise my eyebrows about it that I did not for sure like is that you're talking about you're looking at this women's revolution, evolution era that we're in now where women are taken seriously in wrestling. But what was the one thing in the fight club that we noticed kind of in the back of the corner? the scantily clad women that were dancing because apparently that's what you had to have in an underground fight scene. I, I don't and know, that there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with good-looking women, but exactly. in this in this day and age when you're trying to push the product that is pushing women as you know more than just that, that kind of is you know, re- not every reverses woman, the role. Not every woman is fit out to be a wrestler. Some women are fit out to be a uh, 
dancer in the background of Raw Underground. <laughs> and those three ladies are apparently fit to be that. You know, I, I, I didn't like it. Uh, I'll be honest with you. If you're going to give me a, a third or a fourth brand, I guess you would say, um, of of a UFC style thing, then do a UFC style thing. That's fine. But that was completely uh, fake. What they were doing, I didn't believe those punches and those moves that they were doing in Raw Underground. Uh, it was it was completely kayfabe and scripted. I don't. Um, it was just a work. Uh, so I don't 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 try to sell me on a UFC work. I don't want that. Now, if you're going to go all out and do Brawl for All, Brawl for All Part Two, uh, okay, that's fine. Give it to me. Now, last time you did that, you lost some uh, key pieces and storylines to injury, so you may want to watch out for that again. Um, but if you're going to have people really going at it, okay, I'll, I'll buy into that. What I hope this is leading to, and this is what I said with home team of Hamilton this morning, uh, don't don't write it off in week one. Uh, at least see where they're trying to go with it. And I don't think that's clear to us yet as fans watching it after week one. If Bob, if the Hurt Business is taking over Raw Underground and Bobby Lashley is going to stand tall in that ring saying, I'm a former Bellator, or is that where he was, or MMA fighter? MMA. Yeah, M- well, MMA is the is the overall brand, but I think at Bellator is where he was, right? Yeah, yeah he, was. Bellator. he was. Anyways. Uh, if he's going to say I'm the real I'm a real fighter here, who wants to, who dare come in here to challenge me? And Brock Lesnar walks through that door, and we end up getting either some type of a shoot fight between the two of them, or even a, a work fight uh, at SummerSlam. I'm okay with it. I think it would be worth it. I'll bring up one other potential issue that you may see if you're trying to present this as okay, these guys are coming in and they're having real fights. Well, then what is the rest of the night? What, what's going on? Are the, you're admitting now for sure that, oh, this that stuff in the ring on Monday. You well, know, come on. We all know that. We all know it's fake, but now you're trying to say, oh, but this other stuff is real, but we all know that's fake too. So it is a little counterintuitive to what you're trying to do from hours you know, 8 through 10. So I don't know. Like I like the idea of finding a way to represent that last hour in a different way, but I don't necessarily think this is the route. If you're going to represent that last hour, why don't you just bring back ECW? Because basically that's what you've almost tried to do where you did the Kelly Kelly uh, strip tease scenario where you bought the three ladies out. Why don't you bring back an old brand that you, can, that you can almost repackage? Look, they've been taking the pay-per-views. Why don't you take something and almost rebrand it, repackage it, and even take the last hour, and I'd even go a step further and say, even if you don't want to use some of the, the wrestlers that you have, then take the last hour and do a, a, a throwback and put on an old classic match. You know what? Give Eric Bischoff a smack in the face and and literally goof on Monday night old Monday Night Nitro mistakes. Adam, I like your idea that goes along with it, but then at that point in time, you have to have other people to continue developing into it i mean i guess the viking raider experience experiment whatever now name they're going by you're going to separate them i guess at this point in time you put heavy machinery in there as well because you're not doing anything with them and is this where you just separate your tag team wrestlers toss one of them in there and say here we're going to put you here i i haven't completely dismissed it but it just came across as something that you know, the proverbial, let's throw the spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. And as of right now, it's just, unless I see something more change from it, it's, I don't know it's going to hold my attention. Plus, it's a good way, I believe, to introduce maybe a new, a new uh, character or two. I think we got that with the first match. I can't remember that guy's name at the moment off the top of my head. Big dude. There we, yeah, a big dude. 
Uh, yeah, so maybe we we get some new uh, wrestlers into the um, WWE universe via this Walt Raw Underground. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm just I, I I'll tell you one person who liked it. Uh, CM Punk. Now he said he liked it as a WWE employee on a WWE show. Uh, why others definitely panned it? Like I know uh, Matt Hardy reached uh, talked bad about it. Josh um, Edwards. Yeah, I think talked bad about it. Or who's the guy on Impact? Oh, Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews kind of made fun of it. Now, these are guys on competing brands, so maybe they're supposed to you make fun of it. You really call Impact Wrestling a competing brand? <laughs> well, they might think they are. Yeah, they and, might. So, I don't know. All, all I'm saying is uh, a lot of people were writing it off. Yes, week one was, eh, what is what it is. At least give it a chance to see where it goes. Now, uh, as much as I did not probably like Raw Underground, you just brought up a name. Uh, John, of somebody that I really did enjoy seeing return uh, last night on AEW, Eric Bischoff. You know, I don't know if it's just wrestling that I've kind of been, or maybe it's just WWE wrestling that we've all kind of been conditioned to. Yeah, tease this, uh, promote this, but it's never going to live up to what you're promoting as far as the greatest match ever or the swamp fight or uh, many other things throughout the, or the, the gobbledygooker. Gobbledygooker? Coming out of that egg. You know, there's a lot of things that just never are going to live up to the hype. And I felt this way about this moderator. Who was this moderator going to be? Who's it going to be that I'm going to really care about that's going to have an impact or make me uh, pop when he he or she walks out of the back and sits down at the moderator's desk? You know, I was kind of trying to figure out how it would be. Would this be the continuation of the Mike Tyson angle? Well, that doesn't make sense because Chris Jericho seems to be the one bringing it in and – no one they, wants Mike Tyson as a moderator. <laughs> Let's they, just go ahead yeah, and put that right. out there. Where are Cole, they going Stone with Steve this? Austin. Well, I love the fact that Eric Bischoff was the guy who walked out uh, of the back and kind of moderated this. I like Eric Bischoff, the character on TV. I think he does a great job at that. I think he was really good as kind of the you know a part of the NWO back in the day uh, as the Raw GM. Um, I think he can do a great job as a, a character. Were you guys excited to see Eric Bischoff back on TNT last night? Well, yeah, he belongs on TNT. I mean, he put wrestling, I mean, not him himself, but he was a big part of putting wrestling on TNT to begin with years ago with Nitro, and it was awesome to see him come out there. wasn't really a surprise because I think the rumor maybe come out last week when they announced the segment was going to happen that he might end up being the moderator. So. And it was also taped. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So you've got the fact that Eric Bischoff was more than likely going to be that, but it was still awesome when you finally did see him walk out there, especially when you look at it, he's only, what, a little little under a year away from being part of WWE when he got let go right after SmackDown's debut. And yeah, on his podcast, they just did a year where he got hired yes. about a year ago this time. So, yeah, it's uh, less than yeah. It's a good episode. Um, yeah, so it was still really cool to see him. Out there, he did great in the role. I, you know, he's always been great on on TV in that in any kind of character. He's better, obviously, is that smarky heel. But you know, he's just natural on the microphone. He's a natural personality, and it just works. Yeah, I mean, Eric Bischoff when he comes out, it's the smile, it's the walk, it's the swagger. But not only that, it's just like you said, Adam. It's the history that comes with him. When you see him, if if you don't instantly start having flashbacks of. The guy with the jet black hair that now is ultimately turned salt and pepper and silver. The guy with the jet black hair wearing the black jacket with the, with the microphone, spoiling what was going on on Monday Night Raw, standing next to Hulk Hogan. It was definitely one of those things that I think they hit the mark. And not only that, they went and found somebody that 
just his delivery, just his mic skills alone, it's one of those things that when you see it, you have no. If you don't enjoy it, then I think you don't enjoy someone who can be a character and doesn't have to necessarily get in the ring to do a move. Yeah, I agree. He, he his character kind of is, you know, doesn't exactly doesn't have to get in the ring to do a move. His character is bigger than that, and I and I think he sells it very well. So I was very excited. I thought that was just one of the times where, like, the tease finally lived up to, uh, or the payoff finally lived lived up to the tease. Um, in, in wrestling and maybe AEW is just going to be better at that than WWE has over the years. Now WWE has had a much longer time to swing and miss on a lot of promotions, but I think AEW is, is doing pretty good so far in that realm. Um, there's a couple matches that are coming up uh, for SummerSlam that have kind of got me scratching my head of, are they misusing some talent? And it wouldn't be surprising uh, if they are. I know we kind of call them raw, uh, raw WWE uncreative, but there are two big names coming up for SummerSlam and TakeOver in Adam Cole and Seth Rollins that I really think are being uh, misused. Uh, you know, does this Adam Cole, Pat McAfee thing do anything for either of you guys? And plus off, we all knew it was a work the moment it happened on the Pat McAfee show. Well, me and John a few weeks ago sat here and talked about how I mean, you know, this is clearly a work, but that neither one of us expected this to actually lead to Turn a into match. a match. Yeah, it would literally be just an excuse to kind of get Adam Cole's name out there and and create a moment that a lot of people are going to be talking about for what was possibly going to be his eventual debut on the you know Raw or SmackDown, one of the uh, two other brands. But ultimately, we now have this match. I mean. I don't know if Pat McAfee can has any ability in the ring. I know he's supposedly trained a little bit. That part of it, I mean, it's not going to be a great match. That said, I mean, it's an interesting rivalry that it's it kind of caught a lot of people's attention. I don't think it's a bad use of Adam Cole. If he's still going to be on TakeOver, what else at this point are you going to use him for? Because he's not going to be competing for the world title. I mean, he's honestly bigger than the world title in NXT now, so why not do some type of a crossover situation for him? Uh, where you create a storyline that gets people outside of wrestling, maybe some football fans that happen to follow Pat McAfee might find their way over here. So I don't think it's a bad use as long as, in the end, Adam Cole does not take the L against Pat McAfee. I have mixed emotions about it because one of the things that I find interesting is, you know, what's the thing you always – that we always look at wrestlers and you hate to see have happen when a move is stolen. Randy Orton just kind of started using the punt again, and now you bring a punter on to do it. And it is kind of one of those things of like, all right, maybe it would have been a little bit better for me if you got Randy Orton and you go punt for punt. But and Adam Cole, I wanted him to go more on his own or even whether it was Undisputed Era to continue that going on. This seems like something when we saw Bam Bam Bigelow take on Lawrence Taylor, Bam Bam Bigelow had nothing going on. There wasn't a whole lot of different directions that he could go in. There's so many different places that you could go with Adam Cole, and I get it. It's to make a buzz outside of it. Great. I think WWE is doing a great job of making their own buzz without going back to something like this, particularly with Pat McAfee. I think you could have gotten something a little bit different. I know it won't hurt Adam Cole. I know it won't hurt the success and and where they can continue to have him go. But this is just one of those ones where am I going to watch it? Yes. Am I bought in on the story completely? No. We know it's a work. They put too much thought behind it, too much thought into it, where you could have made it a little bit different to kind of 
I know you can't have fans there with the traditional pie face, pour a drink on them, and go with that angle. So I give them props for that portion. But it is one of those things that I even watched Pat McAfee where he went to Twitter or he went to social media to talk about it and say, I'm not a wrestler. I'm not a fighter. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, this is going to be a little bit more complicated than I think we believe. Well, if this is where we are, like you say, with Adam Cole, then it's time for Adam Cole to be called up to the main roster. If he's ran through everybody well, on NXT, is not you mean a over to one of the other brands, right? Okay, if he's if he's if this is where we are with him, it's time for him to move on up, like the Jeffersons, because we, if we've run through everybody on um, on NXT, we're done there with Adam Cole. He's too good of a talent to waste on somebody like Pat McAfee. And yes, you can, you could have done a rematch with Keith Lee at this upcoming t- takeover. Why not? Uh, and then just have him lose and then move up then. Or if that's what his, the plan is for him after this Pat McAfee match, I don't I don't see why you couldn't have had a rematch. They do that all the time. I mean, he didn't lose it on a pay-per-view. Why not have a pay-per-view match with him and put a stipulation in there or, you know, make it a cage or I don't know, something. You could make it different. You could have done that. I mean, there, um, I, I just it's hard for me to believe that you're going to tell me that, there, well, there's no one else on the roster that we could put him with. Well, no, you could definitely have a rematch with Keith Lee, but obviously they had other plans for Keith Lee. Once he won the title, they wanted that carry-in cross match because I think they saw, you know, they teased it with Cole to start with before they had the Lee and Adam Cole t- a double title match. And I think what they decided at that point was most likely they want a carry-in cross to be able to go up against somebody that would be a, kind of a threat to him because he's a bigger, I mean, he's a bigger guy than carry-in cross. I don't think you would have had that same dynamic with Adam Cole, but either way, yeah, you could have had that match, but right now, clearly, they're going in the direction of Karrion Cross and Keith Lee, so what else are you going to do with Adam Cole for TakeOver if he's not going over to Raw or SmackDown? I- You're telling me there's no one else on the roster, so we had to go find a former punter? It's now, now it's literally about mainstream appeal or whatever you can get. You're getting crossover appeal. You're using him, using the Adam Cole name on on what he means to NXT. NXT didn't need the crossover. I think NXT did such a job. We talked about it when NXT started, and the point when we started to see it on USA, and it was just, they did such a good job with that, and even right now, where they what what they did when they bought the women wrestlers from the May Young Classic, they did a great a good enough job with it. If they wanted something to do with him and not have to really move him up just yet, remember when Kurt Angle was at Impact Wrestling? Kurt Angle said, "I want to start at the bottom of the roster and work my way back up to a title." You could have had Adam Cole literally run his way through anybody that was on the NXT roster at some point in time, even meeting his undisputed era brothers and going through there. And it would have given someone with a big name on NXT a chance to look at other that you could see other people that were there and watch him just work through them one by one. I don't think they needed to go with Pat McAfee. When we return, we're going to go over the top rope and talk about the world of wrestling outside of the world of wrestling. What? We're going to go over the top rope and talk about the world of wrestling outside of the world of wrestling. That's actually you believe wrote it on the show sheet. You know what? We're just going to go to break. You're listening to Adam Gillespie's Finish. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling. On Extra 106.3 FM. Right, welcome back to the finishing move. I'm Road Dog Adam Gillespie. To my left, the energy there, man. Like to my left is Chris Colwell. And hi, everybody. In front of me now, because I'm facing that direction, is uh, John Radcliffe. You guys are listening to, to 106.3 on, on the mellow, smooth sounds 
of the road. Well, we got a little heated in the last segment, so I'm just trying to bring the energy back down a little bit. We're just going to be mellowed out here as we talk a little bit of wrestling. You have any jazz music you can play in the background? We're going to sit here, and when we're done, we're going to tell you our favorite candle scents from Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, I like the Pine Forest. Have you tried that one? Or the Ocean Waves is good. I recommend those Yankee Candles. There's an outlet mall up in Dawsonville. No. We'll go up to Yankee Candle afterwards <laughs> since we couldn't find AEW dolls. Oh, don't bring We're that back up again. I'm still mad. Yankee Candles next. Tune in to the finishing move next week as we give you a discount code on your favorite Yankee Candle scent. Oh, if that's true, I'm going <laughs> to definitely listen next week. I wasn't planning on it, but Chad, I hope there's some Yankee Candles out there in Hawaii for Chad to go buy some Yankee Candles. He probably gets the ocean smell constantly. So what smell would you recommend for Chad? Chad, I'm wondering. Volcano, he probably gets is lava. Tropical, <laughs> is tropical breeze really a fragrance in Hawaii because you are in a tropical place? Maybe he buys peach tree Pe- and it smells like peach. He's a big fan right of all things Atlanta. Georgia. That's right. <laughs> all right. I think it's time to go over the top right. It is. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Well, this is topical because he's on the show sheet. Congratulations. Wait, Adam what? Made a There's show a show sheet? sheet? This week. <laughs> no. Uh, if you didn't know, this was big news earlier in the week. The Rock, for some reason, spent $15 million on the XFL. Or at least part of the $15 million. Why? <laughs> it's my question. Does he think he's going to now revive this and try it for a third time and it's going to be successful? Is a storyline for ballers? Is that what they're going for here? <laughs> it was a true storyline. The only thing I can think of is, look at The Rock's legacy. When he left the University of Miami, he tried to get into the NFL. He didn't make it. He went up to Canada. He didn't make it there very long. He probably wants to try and find a way. Because, look. He's not going to play here. No, he's going to give other players a That'd chance. That would be interesting. To, a, an opportunity to go. Look how many players immediately when the XFL had to file for bankruptcy. What? How many of them made it to the NFL? It was more than the AAF, if I'm not mistaken. And they didn't even play nearly as many games. So maybe he's trying to give them away an outlet. And it's also a good way for him to diver- diversify his portfolio. I guess. But it seems like if we, we're already on strike. We've swung a miss twice. Well, now, I give him a little bit of a pass because this past one was, you know, kind of got hit by the COVID bug. And that kind maybe it would have been successful without that. But it was trending down at least in the ratings world, as the season progressed. Um, hey, th- that, that dude gets like $40 million a pitcher, so that's not a lot of money maybe for The Rock to spend 15 or a Chump part change. of $15 million on that. Plus, he's, isn't he doing it with his ex-wife? Well, he's a part of a, a part of a group that went, a capital group that went into it. They have multiple billions in terms of sports media uh, uh, principal ownings that they have. So they kind of have the money to throw out there. So he's just a part of a group that went into it. It's much like we heard Patrick Mahomes, how it came out. He uh, purchased the Kansas City Royals. Well, he didn't buy it himself. He's a part of a group of people to do it. And I think one of the ways that it was to do was just, you know what? Let's get a big name behind it. Let's get some Let's get some success and a good look behind it. We saw a team here in Atlanta that got a former quarterback here. They got him on there to just say, look, he's here. The minute the season started, he was gone. Get a big name behind it and see what you can get from it. And I'm still looking to get paid from that former league. If anybody out there is listening that has control over any of their money, I am owed Ironically, back pay. Ironically, the, the last 
incarnation of the XFL purchased all the stuff from the AAF, and now that stuff has been sold again. So I think it's now. I mean, you can call Ray Judice. Well, maybe I, go to the, maybe I could just go to the Rock's house because he lives. He's got that nice spread here in Atlanta, and see if he. It's not a lot. If he's throwing fifteen million at the XFL, trust me, he can cut. A, he can probably pull out of his pocket what the AAF owes me, anyways. I Didn't think. somebody go there from here? Like go knock on the door? Yeah, Napo did. Oh, how'd that work out for him? I think he got told to to get to lose it to get beat <laughs> to beat beat the street and get out of here. Uh, all right. Last night the aid the, the Wednesday night wars continued on. Did you guys? What did you watch first? I watched Dynamite pretty much the whole night. I only caught really clips of NXT after the fact. I was more intrigued with the main event. There was just a lot more going on with Dynamite last night. Were you really intrigued? No. Okay. Yeah, uh, I was intrigued. for you, John, which one did you watch first? Uh, it was AEW Dynamite. All they right, have so. some storylines that I'm still intrigued by. Well, apparently, uh, and same for me, and I, I'm a, a Dynamite guy, uh, AEW. No, you're not a Dynamite guy. I'm an AEW guy, and I'm going to tell you, they dominated in the ratings last night. Uh, not They were in top five when it came to overall 150 shows. Uh, so good for them. But both shows had good news. They were both kind of up. Um, it was the best shows that either uh, brand had had in quite a while. Uh, Dynamite drew a little over 900000 and NXT drew over a little over 750000 So uh, good for them. And uh, AEW, as they like to tout, they kicked butt again in their demo that they like to get the um, 18 to, what is it, 49 or whatever. Uh, yeah, 18 to 49 demo uh, that they like to uh, – out about uh, so and AEW was number five in the top one and NXT was twenty seven so that's not really that close no not at all I mean yeah they were both up but Dynamite was to goodness gracious they went up over a hundred well north of a hundred thousand viewers so I don't know the last time they were actually in the nine hundreds thousands I think it was, was back ba- in March back in March okay so probably pre COVID and NXT's kind of hung around that six hundred seven hundred thousand for. Pretty much the entire year, so that's a big, big win for Dynamite. Clearly, they had the better show. And it's impressive because of also the same fact that now they're going up against the NBA and Major League Baseball. And that's one yeah, of the things true. that is holding a lot of people's attention, where you had teams like the Lakers playing last night. You had the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. You had some top teams, the Boston Celtics, that were playing last night that people could have possibly have turned away to turn to that, that they're still pulling that kind of ratings. It shows that they're still going to get a good pigeonhole on what they want. So, I mean, is this surprise? Are you also uh, surprised that AEW is doing this well consistently over NXT, or is are people just looking for anything, or were they just were we just so starved for anything that wasn't WWE? Well, I mean, it's kind of been more of a recent development because you did have that little run, maybe what about a month ago? No, or? no, this has been a butt kicking. You, had, yeah, you had a couple weeks where NXT, NXT won, won about three, but the two majority or three weeks in a row. of the time since AEW came on TV, they have kicked butt. Well, look at the rosters. Compare it. AEW has a much better, higher-profile roster. You would hope that they would win. When they lost to NXT, it's actually been kind of a more of a head-scratcher than anything. So. But all you heard before NXT came on TV was, man, NXT is great. NXT is better than Raw and SmackDown. NXT, it takeovers, they outperform the pay-per-views. So I thought it was going to be a little more back and forth, a little closer um, but I think people were just so starved. John, I mean... I think WWE, the moves that they make, unfortunately, are helping the other companies. When they said that they got rid of uh, Zack Ryder, Matt Cardone, what is the first thing everybody's looking for? Where's he going to land? Where's he going to end up? The Good Brothers, where are they going? What are the rumors that are out there? People were tuning in, and the way that AEW is doing it, where they're just not flooding you with all of these people all at once. It's Cardone. 
It's Vicky Guerrero. It's Eric Bischoff. It's this part. It's one at a time that you're seeing these people methodically show up. It is something that as I'm looking for it of what am I going to see? Who's going to be there? What's going to happen? Because you're still wondering. Remember, when all of these people got let go from WWE, man, who has the money to pick up all of these contracts? Who has the money to pay all of these people? And as they're trickling, as they're trickling out one by one, whether we see Eric Bischoff, we don't see him again. And they trickle out someone else in two more weeks. It's kind of like, holy cow, you got this person now. Even just bring Brian Cage in. It was one of those things of, I think, with WWE as they're letting people go. And I know it's something that they do twice every year. I think it helped AEW. I think it even helped uh, Impact Wrestling. As Once again, the good brothers of where are they going to land? Where are they going to end up in a time of social media where it was it was kind of covered up? moderately okay of where they're going to land you kind of at that point in time what's going to happen people are naturally just tuning in because they're not bringing anybody over to nxt that is one of those Ooh, look who's here well talking about who would have the money to kind of absorb these uh cuts from wwe it really seems like impact took the most so far they got the good brothers they got eric young they got um brian murphy what uh, what's it? brian myers brian myers uh they got um that might be it right now. They got Eric Young, EC3. It did, is he officially? Yeah, he okay. offici- on, uh, I don't know Impact. that he's, he may not be officially signed, but he is. He has appeared there. So yeah, I, so I don't know that, he's under contract. So they yeah, kind of got the majority, and and Eric was just a Bischoff was just a one time uh, guess. I don't think yeah, he's but officially how much did, part you know, of WWE at the moment. Yeah, but how much could EC3 and you know? Well, sure. Could they command like the Good Brothers? The could Good come, Brothers, I believe, do. Could, yes, but I'm saying when you look at it and what they let who they let go of, I mean. If you're EC3, yeah, you can't go in there commanding like you would if you were a top. Uh, he wasn't a higher star. His star fell. Well, what what from big going, star did never they was cut? A star no, I'm WWE. saying his star fell from going from WWE. If he would have went from Impact Wrestling when he was at his peak oh, yeah. Well, and yeah. times were different, yeah, you're right. then his star was higher. His star fell from yeah. WWE. From NXT to WWE because I think it was good at NXT. He wasn't in NXT long enough to really make a, make a I liked noise I like that there. group. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but I like that little That's faction. We're talking, about, we're talking about Eric Young we're talking about EC3 here. Both. Oh, I'm talking about Eric Young. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm talking about I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm both. I'm, uh, I mean, both of their stars. Well, did and, EC3 even speak a word on? No, WWE? not really. That's, I mean, what, that's <laughs> what I mean. From their time yeah, there, their star, the, from their time there, their star fell so much that I think they hurt themselves. Yeah. I well, agree. well, the impacts case though, they did. They had just gone through letting go Tessa Blanchard. Uh, you had uh, several other stars because of the speaking out movement. So they actually had some money to play with. So I think that helped them a little bit, but. Like you said, I mean, you know, an EC3 or an Eric Young aren't going to command a whole lot of money at this point. Two weeks in a row, we've had the combination of Tony Schiavone, uh, Jim Ross, and Taz at the desk on Dynamite. Uh, now, I don't think anybody in this group is a big fan of Excalibur to begin with, were we? I was not. Not not among the three-man booth. I think he's knowledgeable, and I think he could be fine if it's him and somebody else. He just never fit in. John, were you a big ex- no, I didn't never, think you were. Okay, never. so, uh, and I wasn't either, at least in that role. I never saw any of his wrestling uh, uh, out there in California. Uh, so if you're wondering where Excalibur has been, well, apparently he said a bad word a long time ago, and that has resurfaced. So he has been set aside for at least a couple weeks. Uh, a video resurfaced uh, of him and WWE superstar Kevin Owens using racial slurs during a promo at a PWG show in the early 2000s. 
Uh, and so AEW. Now, we know AEW is very sensitive to these things. We have to assume that is why Hulk Hogan is not allowed or not welcomed at AEW. We know that's why Hulk Hogan's ex-wife is now not uh, welcome at AEW. Uh, they are very uh, upfront about this stuff. Do you think we'll see Excalibur back? I mean, we saw Sammy uh, have to take a little bit of a time out, and now he's back for two weeks in a row now. Uh, is this something that Excalibur can recover from, or is Taz going to be so good with those other two guys? Maybe they say, eh, you know, we'll, we'll catch you on the, in California when we get back out there. I think if anybody else had subbed in for him during this time away, I think that his spot would have been fine. He would have been away for a little bit, but, and that's not to say he's not going to come back and get a chance to still be on dark as the uh, play-by-play guy there, but Taz has done great in that role. And what's been nice about it, he's kind of taken on that heel announcer role, especially when it comes to John Moxley. Yes. And it, that has been much needed because yes. it's mainly just been guys just kind of repeating themselves and just throwing stuff around. They kind of needed that little mix. The only thing that I thought Excalibur did bring to the table that is going to be missed is he's the only guy that knows all the moves that Move these guys are doing. Holds. You can't tell me that Shivani or JR Taz know what these guys, especially these newer indie guys that have just come to AEW, what their finishes are and can really keep up with it. Maybe Excalibur in a producer role where he could feed them. The names of these moves might actually be a good spot for him. But if AEW has kind of the stance of, we don't want that here, then don't have it here. That's, that would mean no producer role either. I mean, that would be we're cutting ties from you. I don't know. John, do you have feelings on this? Yeah, I'm kind of hoping Excalibur's done on the booth. I okay. mean, I I don't look. Should he be gone for what? For, for this what videos? he did, no. I, look, okay. I understand it's because it is something done. And I, look, I'm like you. I'm a firm believer Forgive, you don't necessarily have to forget, but also at the same time, as AEW being a new company, if you want to start the start the trend off this way to say, you know what, we're just not going to have this. We've all been in locker rooms and at high school, college, different levels. We know the talks and the things that can happen there. And now you're talking about a corporation. If you don't want to have those problems come about, you start the trend now to set the tone for it. And then when it's all said and done, you've now set the trend in place properly and you don't have to worry about it down the road. That is great advice. And you, Chris Colwell, need to listen to that advice as a future parent. (laughs) I cannot stress that that enough. If you set the ground rules early, that yeah. will definitely help you in you the long run. You know what? I'm going to take that and run with, with your it. child. So definitely take that advice. That is great advice from John Rad 450. Also John Radcliffe. Uh, if you are one, if you are going to make the trip down to Ackworth, Georgia, and hit the Shoney's buffet, down and, it's north, isn't it? It's north of us. If you were going to hit, I don't know way. where Ackworth is. If you were going to go to get a map, man. If you were going to go up north to uh, Ackworth, Ackworth, Georgia, easy for or, you to say. I had it the first time, and then you ruined it. I blame John. If you're going to head north and go to Shoney's in Ackworth uh, and eat that, baby. Hit, that, hit that buffet and check out some Scott Steiner memorabilia, you're out of luck. You missed your shot. Uh, the Shoney's, unfortunately, has shut down due to uh, COVID. A lot of things are happening on this show due to COVID uh, today. Uh, but this one is is they're shutting it down. But don't cry. Big Pompa Pump has said that they are going to reopen just not as a Shoney's. They're going to open up as a sports bar. So it may be even cooler to just wait a little bit, head up to Ackworth, Georgia, uh, and see uh, Scott Steiner's um, whatever the sports bar will be named then. Do you guys, maybe we can go catch a uh, Monday Night Raw up there one night or a Dynamite or even just a game. 
Can we start with something easy right now and just say thank goodness Scott's uh, that he's okay? Because the last time I saw him, it was at uh, Impact Wrestling right next door at the Roxy, and he was taken out in an ambulance. So let's just start there and say thank heavens that he's okay and work from that point. Uh, I think it would be very cool, actually, uh, Scott. If you want to have a let me rephrase that. If you want to have me come and broadcast live from there, because I'm not sure Adam will know how to behave himself, and Chris might get lost on the drive. If you want me to have him come come and broadcast from there, I am available. How would I get lost on a drive? I'm very directionally skilled, I must say. I can read a map very well, so I'm not going to get lost. But... Actually, we do need Adam there because he needs to work the Comrex. So Chris might get lost, and I'll bring Adam with me. <laughs> well, that would be a cool if we could do that one night uh, when they reopen up there in Ackworth. Uh, hang out with Big Papa Pump and talk some wrestling and see some of his memorabilia, which he had displayed around the Shonies, from what I hear. And, um, you know, a little quick tidbit. Did you know another wrestling star owns a restaurant here in the metro Atlanta area? Do you know who and what restaurant it is? No, I don't. Abdullah the Butcher down, I believe huh. it's in Fairburn or in that area south. That is, I know, south of Atlanta. Uh, he owned a Chinese and ribs restaurant. Is that still open? Naturally. I don't think it's still open. I, I don't. Say, I thought that closed. Yeah, I think it closed. But I'm just saying, in general, there was another uh, restaurant owned by a wrestler. I in thought the you area. meant it was currently open. Oh no, yeah, I me did too. Know but the yeah, but is. and apparently he used to uh, sit there all the time regularly and, do, right, and he, interact with his people. And uh, or he the, made great ribs, from what I hear too. I hear that his barbecue ribs were amazing. I never had the opportunity. Did he interact with people there? Did he just spend his time eating the ribs that he made? No, he actually interacted there. He lived in that community for years, and people loved him there. And he was someone that was in that community that, from what I understand, he was a big proponent of making sure kids stayed on the right path, going to school, and things of that nature. And if you didn't, he'd stab you with a fork. I don't think he did. That. No, he. If didn't, you didn't I electrify think. him in a cage, I don't think that happened there either. Oh, uh, Abdullah the Butcher West End. Uh, it looks like it's still open. It looks like it's closed at the moment. Uh, Probably but, due to COVID, as we've been discovering <laughs> during this show. A lot of stuff. Uh, but it looks at Abdullah the Butcher's West End. Maybe they renamed it, but it looks like it's still open. Uh, so Google that before you make the trip down there to uh, to Abdullah's. Uh, Charlotte Flair, I don't know if any of you, uh, any of y'all ever done a cameo or purchased a cameo from any celebrity? Well, we know you have. No, that was not me. That and was clearly you. Clearly understand why it was not me, because she said no. Why? Uh, but have either of you either purchased a cameo? I have not. Uh, no, I have not purchased a cameo, uh, and no, uh, not enough people care to have me call them. If I want to come home tonight, I must confess to not having done anything on Cameo. Oh, so that means you have purchased I a have Cameo? I have done anything That's, on Cameo. So that means he has purchased a Cameo. He just can't. We'll talk about that maybe in the commercial break. Uh, you know, I have not purchased a Cameo. I definitely, I probably would not, I don't probably ever see myself purchasing one. And I definitely would not purchase one for $380 from Charlotte Flair, who just Raised her price from two hundred and fifty to three eighty because she her she was so in demand. Uh, so who was throwing this kind of money around just to get a video from Charlotte Flair saying, "Hey, happy birthday"? Did she raise her price to offset the cost of the surgery she just had? Is that the kind of and the fact that she's now in more demand because well we all know what surgery she had. I mean I don't know that I would necessarily go. And spend any money to do a cameo with Charlotte Flair? I mean, maybe she's trying to catch up to her dad because Ric Flair's at five hundred. Oh, is he? Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't spend that for Flair either. You know, my favorite wrestlers it's one A, one B, Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold. I would not spend that much money for either one of them. 
Uh, Mandy Rose is two fifty, and I think um, the one of y'all remember uh, Alexis was pretty pricey. Uh, was you it should like know two ninety nine or what $3. did you spend on that? Again, that was not me because she said no. Uh, just a local guy here in the Atlanta area. If you haven't wondered, if you've been wondering where Austin Theory has been the last Alexa few weeks, Alexa Bliss is four hundred bucks. Yeah, three ninety nine. So yeah, it's like I just could not spend that. That poor guy. And that dude spent it to get rejected. Like he didn't know that was sorry, the outcome anyway. I'm so sorry. Uh, Austin Theory apparently is is suspended by the WWE. Dave Meltzer of the radio. Um, Wrestling Observer. Res, there we go. Wrestling Observer uh, radio show that he does. He said there that Austin Theory is suspended. He did not have a reason as to why Austin is uh, suspended, but you have to assume if he is suspended, it's probably due to some performance-enhancing drugs, right? No, I think anymore. He was actually one of the names listed implicated in the speaking out movement, and it was oh, right was around it? the same time that all the other uh, moves in wrestling kind of came about from that, that he all of a sudden just randomly disappeared from TV. So okay. there's I, that. I have been intrigued by this now. So Sunny is 50 bucks on Cameo. Well, she's in jail, so I don't think you're getting anything from her right now. Ryback is 100 bucks. Yeah, no, that's a rabbit hole. I'm going to tell you what. If you go to Cameo, and there's another one that kind of Billy off-brand. Billy K is 150 If you start looking at not just wrestlers, but celebrities. I think there's a $1,000 celebrity they out are. there. I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. Lita's $100. Um, the guy from Jaws, Richard, uh, Richard Dreyfus, I think was like $1,000. Who is spending $1,000 to get a Cameo for him? All the right, when Tasha Banks is 375 bucks. Two belts, Banks. Uh, yeah, well, she's got two belts. Wait, now I'm really right. confused by this. Kevin Nash is 105 bucks. So can I negotiate <laughs> him down to 100? Or how did he get, like, so at five more people liked him than Lita? You know, there are um, some sports talk radio hosts in the city of Go Atlanta to break. that are on Cameo. Go to break. Go to break. <laughs> and that's an interesting story, I'll tell you. Uh, but when we return, we're not going to do the go-home question that I had lined up. But I really, and I should have let off with this, we're going to talk about Marty Jannetty. Uh, that's an interesting story. I'm not story. implicating myself here. <laughs> we're going to talk about Marty Jannetty because that story has grown even more since this morning when I joined uh, home team in Hamilton to talk about it. You're listening to The Finishing Move. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. With the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. On Extra 106.3 FM. If you didn't know, this is the finishy move. Welcome back. I am Road Dog Adam Gillespie. To my left is Chris Colwell. And to my right is John Radcliffe. It's 2020. Uh, There are certain people who you don't expect to start uh, trending on Twitter in 2020. And Marty Jannetty is one of those people you don't ever expect to start trending on Twitter. But a couple days ago, or yesterday, he started trending on Twitter. And I've got to stop saying that because I'm not... I'm going to trip over those words. Uh, and you would say, well, why is Marty Jannetty trending on Twitter? Usually it's bad news. Yeah, it's not going to be good news when Marty Jannetty, as 60 years old, is uh, trending on Twitter. <laughs> uh, so you start digging into the reasons why, and apparently he admitted to murder. What? <laughs> exactly. On his Facebook account, he admitted to making uh, – he never said, I killed or uh, I murdered, but he said the first time I made somebody disappear, which, you know, means eh, you killed him. Uh, and he claims he dumped the bod- body 
in Columbus, Georgia, by the way, so not too far south, right? Am I right, right there? Right, yes, southwest. All right, southwest, Columbus, Georgia. He dumped the body into the Chattahoochee. He posted on his Facebook account. I don't know if I can uh, do it word for word because no, I don't think cannot. I can say. Don't. I can say all the words that he used uh, in this account, which kind of gives you a little insight uh, to Marty's mindset, uh, saying some of the stuff he said. Um, but first of all, Vietnam is not two words. Not two words. You're correct. Uh, when he was well, that's thir- Vietnam. If, when he was 13 years old, uh, where he worked at Victory Lanes, a bowling alley along with a older gentleman who uh, is a homosexual. And uh, Marty went to the guy to buy uh, weed from this guy. And the guy started to put moves on Marty Gennetti. Uh And, well, like I said, Marty was 13 years old uh, and didn't like that. So he, ma- he grabbed a brick, apparently, and made the guy disappear. And his body dumped into the Chattahoochee. So, you know what? You know, that's put on, Mar- that's put on Facebook uh, yesterday. You know, everybody's talking about it. Kind of a, meh, yeah, maybe he's drunk and he's just typing craziness, crazy nonsense onto Facebook. Well, he doubled down. Today, he went on a uh, wrestling show up in Boston. Uh, once again, confirmed that, yes, he did kill this guy. <laughs> uh, and he did dump his body into the um, Chattahoochee. He went into a little more details of what happened leading up to that, which I won't get into here. Uh, and so f- the Columbus Police Department has said, yeah, we're going to start looking into this. Uh, so before we know it, Marty Gennetti may be behind bars. <laughs> uh, did either of you see this coming from Marty Gennetti? No. That's One half com- of the Rockers? Completely out of left field. I mean, he's had a very odd checkered past with you know issues with substance abuse and all that. But you know, the one thing I took from that original statement he said, though, isn't that he said, I made somebody disappear. The first time yeah, I made somebody I disappear... <laughs> Yeah, that's what I said with home team. I mean, that you. I think that's the part people need to start paying attention to. How many people do we have a serial killer on our hands here, uh, or how many bodies has he dumped into the Chattahoochee? Uh, this is a little disturbing, if you ask me. Yeah, I don't think I don't know what Marty Janetti was on. Maybe that super kick was harder than we realized. Maybe that glass window might have actually have been real. I have no clue what was going on. And the fact that he detailed it and even later on went on to say, well, it was in self-defense. Well, Marty, you could have called someone. That means at some point in time it went from self-defense to just out-and-out murder when unless you were standing on the bank of the Chattahoochee River, you drug him somewhere. You carried him off or put him in some sort of device and moved him to a new location, and that creates a little bit of the problem. And... Uh, Columbus PD has said that this is a cold case that evidently they have found they must have found the body. And I guess they're going to research this a little bit more because it's a cold case that they're looking to reopen. So good luck, Marty. Tell <laughs> hope you get to we hope we find out that maybe this was just a uh, alcohol and or drug fueled uh, post that you put out there because this is a little bit scary. Yeah, I don't know what to take from this. I, I believe I saw an article somewhere that said that Marty Gennetti, this is not the first time he's posted something like outlandish on his Facebook. I believe he at one point claimed he had uh, sexual relations with his daughter on Facebook. So I don't know if he was in some part of Alabama for that. But, uh, you know, this is kind of scary to think that maybe he's killed somebody and got away with it for so long. Uh, I don't know what to think of it, you know. When Marty Gennetti trends trends on Twitter, it's not going to be a good day for Marty Gennetti, in my opinion. 
Is it a good day for anybody if Marty Jannetty's trending? Let's no. just be honest. <laughs> what, what is he going to Marty Jannetty's coming back, and he's teaming with Shawn Michaels to produce NXT. <laughs> yeah, no. Probably. Or maybe they could be a part of the uh, tag team uh, celebration we're having on AEW. Next Saudi Arabia show, maybe? Rockers reunion? Once again, no one wants that. Well, thanks for listening tonight, Chad. Uh, Everyone else, you're listening to The Finishing Move for myself, Chris Colwell, and John Ratcliffe. Have a great night.